What is the event podcast? We'll begin in five, three, one, four. Welcome to What is the Event Podcast with Jimmy and George, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC. Your place to talk about what do you want? Take Sophia to the metro station. Put on the red line. Just keep the train moving. Done. Hello and welcome back to What is the Event Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC. We have good news to kick off tonight's show. The event was picked up for a full season. We learned that today, so they got that back nine that we talked about a few weeks ago. So congrats to Nick Waters and the gang for a full 22 episodes of season one of the event. Good good stuff. Okay, so we're going to get into some re-event cap of tonight's Casualties of War episode, episode five of the event. And uh, we'll have some more event goodness a little later in the show including my erratic event theory of the week, as well as a few other little nuggets of information for you to chew on. Let's go ahead and jump on over to Episode 5's Revent Cap. The Revent Cap, the portion of the show where we recap recap the event. Well, this is Take 2 for... The revent cap because somehow I lost my recording for the original version, and so maybe this version will be even better. Hmm, who knows? Podcasting gold was lost forever. <laughs> anyway, here we go. We're going to jump into episode five: casualties of war revent cap, and we start off with uh, a little recap, as always, with some previous on uh, the event, basically, and we even see the conversation we saw from last week with Thomas Martinez. We cut over to the 514 victims at the bio-quarantine facility. And it's basically the night of the living dead in there. I mean, these people are just losing their minds, it seems like. They're uh, acting like zombies in several cases, including uh, Michael Buchanan, who starts banging on the window. And, yeah, pretty much zombified. And we cut to the event. All right, we hear from a medical um official there telling the president that the nervous systems and cognitive systems of these people are under attack by something that is either foreign or extraterrestrial organism. And we can't get away from those types of um, things that we keep coming back to. That these people are aliens. I mean, unless they're just going off on some really crazy tangent here, that would be the diagnosis. But these people can't be treated, um, and if this continues, they will die. And uh, if Thomas somehow calls the president, I mean, how do you do that? I really don't know, but I guess if you're a terrorist, you figure a way out. And uh, basically, he tells them, as the president and all his advisors know, these people don't have long to live. He says he has an antidote, and that if the detainees are all released, all 96 of them, including Sophia, that he would um, you know, give them the antidote. And they have two hours to make their decision, or these 514 people will die. We come back to 1944. Again, we see the scene with Thomas and Sophia where she tells him to take off. Um, Thomas, is, Thomas wanted to fight, but Sophia wanted, didn't want them all to get caught. So he and the able-bodied ones take off, and this time we do see Simon as a part of that group. And they take off into the snow of Alaska, 
and um, they keep walking. Sounds like it's been a long time, and they come to a place where um, Simon says they should take a break, but then they see a station up ahead, and there's food. It's been empty for a while. Thomas takes a look at some of this um, technology there. They're right behind where, where these aliens were from. He says they're still using vacuum tubes. And basically, he's trying to figure out a way to get home, but since their ship is destroyed, and he says it's going to take years. We cut over to the president. We always hear this in every television show movie about a president and a terrorist. No negotiations with terrorists. And so the president wants to save these people. But Sterling says in, in war there are always casualties. That's unavoidable. Simon calls Thomas and says it's not too late. He should hand over the antidote. But Thomas thinks that the president will cave and these people will die anyway. And that he's going to get his way and his people will be released. And we cut over to the commercial break and we come back. Leela is trying to get in touch with Sean. Keeps getting voicemail. And we cut to five years earlier where Vicky and her crew are ordered to kill everyone inside of a house. Vicky and the others go inside and start shooting people. We hear a baby crying. Vicky goes to the crib. And it makes you wonder, is she going to go Anakin on the youngling? But we cut away. We don't know yet. And so we come back to Sean, who's on a payphone, and calls a hacker buddy who tries to track down that Colorado area code number that he found from uh, Vicky's mom. And he doesn't get anything. Sean does get a charger for his phone. He finally gets the voicemail. And Collier and he set off towards Snyder, Texas. And the dad from Boy Meets World is on the show, What What? And he answers the phone, connects Sean to Leela, and he tells her that he'll be there in a little over an hour. She kind of explains some things that she knew about the plane that was going to be crashed, and they were trying to force her dad to do that, and that Vicky was the one who got her off of the uh, cruise ship, and that she ended up shooting her to get away. The connection is kind of bad, so they end up you know, ending their conversation, but they tell each other that they love one another. Leela is tipped off by the screensaver that Officer Nugent is not who he appears to be. That Mr. Boy Meets World's dad is evil. And so Leela asks to go to the bathroom. He shows her the way. And she starts to panic and tries to get out by breaking the window. Makes lots of noise and they come in and get her. Which wasn't very smart. We cut over to the 514ers and they're looking really rough. Sounds like one of the ladies is praying. The medical staff is rushing around their biohazard suits. Can't seem to do much. They're trying to help Michael, who appears to be, I guess, pretty much flatlining. There's just blood, and yeah, it's just bad. And then we cut over to the president, and Mrs. Martinez couldn't sleep. The president tells her that these people are dying, and Tom says he has a cure, and she wants him to release the detainees to help these passengers. And uh, he says it's not that simple. Starting tells him that Thomas is calling in. president says, basically, that you shouldn't bother with the antidote. It's not going to happen. Your people won't be released. And Thomas says that he can do this same thing to cities, you know, with thousands of people. And the president says, you will give me the antidote when I ask for it, or I will execute Sophia and all the others. We cut to 1945 this time. It's in New Mexico. And uh, Thomas apparently has abandoned his race of alien people. And um, it's been six months that Simon has, has taken to find him here in New Mexico. And he's been working on the Manhattan Project for the U.S. government and helped them, um, instead of being years away from nuclear fusion, they're only a matter of months away. And so Simon, and Simon is, is concerned about how the government will use this power, whereas Thomas is only concerned about how he could use it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that idea in my Erratic Event Theory of the Week. Anyway, we cut over to the president, Sterling. Says he has good news. There was a termination protocol back in the 40s. And basically there's a way to exterminate these people. 
with um, some carbon dioxide being pumped in there to choke them out, pretty much. And it's pretty gruesome. But the president looks at the plan, and after thinking it over, tells him to get it ready to go. And we cut over to Simon, and he is with Sophia, and he's telling her about this protocol. And the, the facility and the blueprints has this stuff built into it that can kill all of her people. And she tells him um, to order Thomas to release the antidote. And we do cut over to Simon, who was driving to meet Thomas in the park. And Thomas says he doesn't take orders from anyone but himself. Simon ends up punching him. And basically says, if you don't release the antidote, you're sentencing your people to death. We cut back over to Vicky and Carter, who come into the room where Leela is being held. And they're kind of shocked that she doesn't respond to the fact that they've just walked in. And, but then Leela does back for, for Sean, saying that he's innocent. And that why would you know, Vicky kill these innocent people? Is it as simple as just her orders? We cut to five years previous. We see Vicky basically in a briefing after her mission to kill the family. And her handler, or whoever he may be, basically says, you know, you were to kill everyone and burn the house down. And she said, you know, basically she had done that. But we go over to her mom's house and see that she took the baby home with her. And he's in a crib. And then we cut back over to Collier and Walker, who are close. And Carter sees them a block and a half out. He has them in his little sniper scope. But Vicky says they have to be discreet. And they wait for them to come inside. Sean's little hacker buddy calls back and tells him that he's found Vicky. who was inside the building where Layla is. And Sean's all excited and crazy about going in there and saving her. Collier, however, is smart and says if we go in there, it's suicide. However, then Sean gets this evil look on his face and has a plan. He texts a um, picture of uh, Vicky's son to her and then says on the phone to her that he will go viral um, with his name and address if he can't walk in and then walk out with Layla. And then Collier does give him a gun. Sean heads inside alone. Vicky and crew get ready. Vicky draws down on Sean and then unexpectedly shoots her partners and then basically pretty much kills them all eventually. Um, which kind of reminded me of a scene from Flash Forward last year where there was this secondary mole in the uh, system who did similar things, who apparently, from as far as I could tell, killed Seth MacFarlane because I don't remember seeing him on the show after that. But anyway, Carter gets shot by Collier. Sean tracks down Layla, kicks the door in. They kiss in Hollywood. It's time to go. So Vicky shoots another fake cop and lets Sean and Layla escape. They get in the car with Collier and take off. Vicky's on the phone with one of her bosses. Maybe um, Hal Holbrook again, possibly. I don't know. Who knows? And uh, she looks for Carter and sees he's no longer on the pavement. We see the little blood stain. And then we cut over to the SUV. And Carter is in there with Collier, Layla, and Sean. And Collier says, once they get to a safe place, that she'll have a talk with him. We cut back over to the president. He's waiting to hear from Thomas. The phone rings. Dun, dun, dun. Thomas says he'll give the antidote um, when his people are released. The president does not back down. Um, he was going that he would kill these detainees. Thomas says, don't hang up. And he says, give me one of my people. And, of course, he asks for Sophia. The president agrees. But this, the president does say if the antidote doesn't work, if it's not in time... The detainees will die. And so Thomas wants Sophia to be put on a train. So a motorcade takes her over there. And then we kind of cut back and forth between she and the 514ers. And basically the 514ers get some IVs of these um, antidote. And whatever this alien organism is, it um, makes it stop. And granted, it could just be temporary. But at least as far as we can see, they are clean and um, are normal. And they wake up. And then as far as Sophia goes, 
She does um, get taken down there by motorcade. She walks in the sunlight. She goes to platform two, gets onto train number 156. We cut back over to the president. Mrs. Martinez is kind of concerned and asked about what's going on. She said someone's told her about some of the stuff. president talks about how the antidote is given to the passengers. They're getting better. And uh, she asks, would he have gone through with his threat? He says it worked out. That's the only answer he has. So it kind of sounds like he probably would have. Um, but she seems upset and says she has to take David to school. Sophia is on the train all alone, and we cut to Steve Stark Productions. That is this episode of The Event. And this was a good episode. It's my favorite episode thus far. It actually had action and some drama, and it just seemed like there was weight to what was going on this episode. It seems like um, decisions were important and timely, and, I don't know, it just seemed like it was had some urgency. And that was good. It was, it was, a, it was a great episode. Um, I, I could not say that about the last couple episodes. I, I found things that I really liked about the last few episodes. But overall, you know, there were certain things that you know, I found boring or, or whatnot. This was a great episode tonight. My favorite thus far is the best one since the pilot, definitely. To me, on the scale of 1 to 5, this would be number 1 of the 5 episodes. The pilot would be number 2. Even though the pilot had the cool ending, this, this is still this is good. There's lots of stuff that was, you know, kind of cool this episode. I think the biggest thing out of everything is the fact that um, these people have been here for at least 66 years, we know of. The plane, the craft, whatever, the UFO, crashed in 1944. Okay, well, we don't know how long they've been here before that. This group of, you know, 200, I don't know, a lot of people ran away from that crash site. And we know 97 stayed behind. Um, I, it looked like, you know, maybe half the group went away. So we'll say 200 people. You know, even to be make it better, we'll say 183 people. You know, parallel the AVS Air. 183 of them. You know, 97 stayed behind. 86 ran off. Or whatever. And uh, these people have been living in our society for 66 years. And we see Thomas infiltrated the Manhattan Project, which was super top secret government work in the 1940s and was able to influence our technology there and our capability for mass destruction. Well, what have the other 86 or 100 or however many people there are, I just made up that number based on the AVS air, but how, how many people of that group have done similar things? You know, is, uh, like, did these people help create the computer technology? And granted, you know, we think of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs as far as computers, but there are people back before that who, you know, created like the room size computers and maybe they worked on those kind of things. Uh, microwave technology, like anything you can think of, Kevlar. You know, were these people working with aerospace engineering and helping to design things like the stealth bomber? And, and you know, they could throw all kinds of little stuff in here. Oh, these people have you now changed all this stuff. Um, they helped them invent the internet or whatever. There's, there's all sorts of things they could say these people have manipulated and changed and, and whatever have influenced our society um, which would be cool they, they have a lot of stuff they could tell stories with that but apart from that okay the 66 years we well okay we know of that for sure that uh, you know some group fairly large group of people have been out there but we don't know about before that you know this could be like Stargate I, I never watched the show but the movie Stargate the movie the idea was alien race basically seeded the earth with life um, which is kind of a silly idea I think but that was kind of the plot of the movie that this alien race had kind of traveled across the galaxies 
and just put life in different places. And they were basically a super advanced Egyptian culture. But um, is it something like that? That these, whatever they are, have, uh, have been around for thousands of years, visiting and influencing um, the culture? Or was this the first time they came? Um, there's all sorts of questions there. And are they kind of a Battlestar Galactica group of people? Where they're like the last of their, um, their people? If you're familiar with the BSG, the people on the little fleet there, there's you know a few thousand humans left um, at the, on that show, and they are looking for Earth and throughout the the process of the show. You know, are they the remnants of their society of whatever they are, or are they just a small part of it? And there's a lot more of them out there somewhere else. I don't know. It definitely opens up some new ideas, at least in my mind, which is cool. They have lots of storytelling devices they could use there with that. And that was probably the biggest thing of the episode. And there's some other, you know, important ideas here and there. The fact that Layla and Sean are reunited, at least for now, um, is pretty big. Because that seems to be one of the, the big things thus far these first few episodes. is oh, i got to find my girlfriend. So that's really good. People being healed, or at least apparently healed, from their sickness. Extraterrestrial sickness. Organism, whatever it was. That's a pretty big deal. Sophia being released is a pretty big deal. There's a bunch of stuff going on to move the story forward here, it feels like, in this episode, which is really good. And so I um, definitely would love to hear your thoughts. If you haven't had a chance to submit any um, calls or questions or emails or anything, uh, please feel free to. And we'll have that information in the, the show if you don't already have it. I guess that's going to kind of wrap up our little revent cap section. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as the event the line. Event line. All right, it's time for our brief little section called the event line for this week. I have a few interactions here on the Twitter to speak of, and uh, we will uh, go ahead and jump into that. And we'll start with the most recent, and that was from B Week Seventy Nine tonight. Uh, after the show, said at Event Podcast, excellent episode, best yet, and I have to agree with Mister B Week Seventy Nine. That is correct. This I love this episode. Um, like I said previously, this is my favorite one thus far. And the event log saw one of my uh, uh, tweets and retweeted it, and so I thought it was fun. Thanks, thanks guys over there. The uh, And it was retweeted at Event Podcast. This week has been the best episode of the event so far, and there's over 20 minutes left. Yeah, I thought this was a great episode. So thanks, the event log. And also, Jonathan MF did a follow Saturday for us. So that was cool. The Adventures um, said um, thanks for the follow Friday, because I did one for them. And then also Heather McComb, who you may know as Agent Collier, also said thanks for the follow Friday. So that was fun to hear from one of the uh, cast members of the show. I always like to have that happen. And a few other follow Fridays um, from the TV event wiki in the Falling Sky. So awesome. Thanks for all those. And that's about it as far as the Twitter interactions. There are a few things I wanted to mention too as far as Twitter goes. The event character Twitter feeds have been updated a few times here recently, and I did notice last week that Agent Collier has a Twitter feed now. I don't know if you've seen those, but um, just here tonight, Agent Collier tweeted, if anyone at headquarters or Quantico is monitoring, eat code 11 in Snyder, Texas ASAP. And then Sean B. Walker also tweeted, said, Leela, if I don't make it out of this, please know I love you, XOXO. And then a couple of days ago, there was a couple more updates um, from Leela and from the truth seeker which is just funny how that uh 
how that works out. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think she's supposed to have been in the police station for three days. <laughs> Leela on the 15th said, Sean, I left you voicemail at the police station in Snyder, Texas. Please hurry. And so, instead of taking one hour to get there, it took him three days to get there. That's that's one of those things that, uh, you know, having, <laughs> having the, the event uh, Twitter feed character people is interesting, but it doesn't really work out in the long run as far as how the uh, the show works, I would say. But anyway, I thought that's interesting nonetheless. And, um, yeah, let's go ahead and move on over to the final section of this evening's podcast, the Erratic Event Theory of the Week. All right. My Erratic Event Theory of the Week for Episode 5, Casualties of War, would be this. We saw tonight that Thomas introduced the United States government to nuclear technology. I'm going to go out there and have a really erratic event theory and say that his people have not only introduced technology, they've also integrated and infiltrated into our society in such a way that they have had vast influence over things that have happened. You know, one of the things that we've known about these extraterrestrials is, I mean, that's all indications we have, that's what they are, that uh, at least as far as Earth time goes, they don't age. And so I was thinking, you know, who, who could, you know, be in political office or, or do something, um, that would, um, work out in that, for that case. You know, you couldn't be a senator for 50 years and never get any older. So that really wouldn't work out. So, uh, who, who could they have been or who could, where could they have been? And granted, this is a made up world. That could have been anyone. But I'm thinking some of his people have been pretty high ranking. Not point of like the president. John F. Kennedy was a was an alien. I'm sure he's not the only one. And while they could come in and infiltrate all sorts of areas of the world, I mean, if they're in the CIA, where else will they be? We're going to find out they're all over. And uh, one of the ways they've kept us, I don't know. That's my crazy erratic event theory of the week. Well, thank you for listening to What is the Event Podcast. Be sure to contact us at Event Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Event Podcast. You can email us at What is the Event Podcast at gmail.com. Call into the show at 773-41-EVENT. Or on Skype, you can call into the show. If you just look us up there, we're under Event Podcast. So if you'd like to contact the show, you can. There's several ways. Please do. We'd love to have your thoughts, comments, questions, theories, whatever it may be. So thank you for listening to this Tuesday edition of What is the Event Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. Peace. He's going to tell them about the event.